Amen. How many people are ready for God to do something big in their life? Good, good, good. I mean, he, I mean, he's able, isn't he? Is he able? Is he capable? All the time. Awesome. I think a lot of times we put God in just way too small a box, don't we? Just way too small a box. Well, I got a question for you. We're going to jump right out of the chute with this on the hidden treasures. How many people like movies? Go to the movies, watch movies. We, we do a little bit. Netflix, you know, some of that stuff or, or, or all those different odds and ends. You can get the thing for a dollar. What is that called? Red box, any of those. But one movie we seem to watch a lot at my house is called National Treasure. Y'all ever watch that? You know? So I didn't really tie it in when I thought about that. I mean, they go all over the place if you hadn't seen it. You know, they're looking for clues and everything else. And Nicolas Cage, man, he can go through caves all around the country and everything else and solve these things and find stuff on the back of the Declaration of Independence. And, and, and then, then there's another clue and another clue. You can do all that in like an hour and a half. It's amazing, isn't it? Take anybody else a lifetime to just do that, but he can do it in an hour and a half. But I'm going to tell you what, God is not bound by time, is he? You know, a lot of times we think we're just too far gone, but I'm going to tell you what, God's so good, he'll reach you right where you are, amen? That's the greatest story. I love that, to know that God will reach you right where you are. Does that sound like a good plan? It's amazing what God will do uh, in, in the people that he does it through. Everyday folks just like us. So with that being said, I thought, man, you know, this is so much stuff that we can go over here. Hidden treasures, you know. And I said, today I really want to talk about three specific areas. <clears throat> I'd like to search out a great value, more value than we'll ever see in a treasure box. But what God's put in us, you know. So we're going to be looking at uh, the treasure in you, the treasure in others, and ultimately the treasures in Christ. Does that sound good? So I, I think we can find some deep, deep treasure in uh, God's word all the time. But uh, I think let's go ahead and read the word here. If you got your Bibles with you. You can open to Matthew 6, 21. Most of the time we keep everything on the wall, but it's always good to have your Bibles with you. I always encourage you to bring the, the word. And Matthew 6, 21 says, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. What do you think about that? That's just, that's just a powerful statement, isn't it? How many people had a little treasure chest or a little box or something when they were growing up? A diary, anything like that. You didn't? I'm the only one to have one, right? Well, that's all right. I brought mine. I'll share it with you. This is a real deal. All right. I had to go to my mom's to find it. Now, these are things that I collected over the years that I just thought I got to have. So let's go ahead and look at this. How about this ruby red pencil sharpener? There's one for your collection, isn't it? What about this? I knew I was going to be a musician because I started off with a little harmonica right here. And then I upgraded to the whistle ring. Notice it's broke. <laughs> I think my dad stomped that after about the third day I had it. What else do we got in here? Don't panic. You couldn't do that at school. They lock you up. It's a pencil sharpener. Man, I thought that was so cool. I had a sharper pencil in town. <laughs> Didn't do much homework, but I had some good pencils that were sharp. And all those things. Let's see what else is going on in here. You guys know y'all had some of this stuff too. Y'all remember when these were in style, big watch band that thick? Man, going back 30 years and 30 pounds. This was back when I was a rock and roller. Yeah, here's one. My first job, I was a private in the Colonel's Army cooking chicken. You're extra special. <laughs> Can you believe that? They ought to pay you more just for wearing something like that. <laughs> I think I will. It's amazing how your kids don't have any problem humiliating you. 
I know one thing. If I, if I rip this shirt out, my wife will yell at me. I'm going to put it right here. Yeah, you can wear it. You are actually special. There you go, Jess. You can, you can wear that. There you go, buddy. Yeah. And mom could be the original recipe. There you go. Well, what else we got in here? Now, y'all knew I was going to be a guitar player. I got one of these little things. Here's one, son. Math power. Jeff, you remember getting these? Yeah. Yeah, ain't that something? I think I got up to about the five table when I got this thing. You had to do so many of them and at the cafeteria. Man, you're sweating, you're training and everything else. What else we got in here? I got one of my dog tags in here. That's a good one. Oh, here's a classic one. This was on my granddad's car on his rear view mirror. That's a, that's a, that's a prize, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, them are bubble teeth and they're an upgrade for West Virginia people. <laughs> Oh, man. But I'm just saying, all these things that I thought was so, you know, I have all these watches in here and none of them work, but that's cool. Why do you keep them? Because you know what? They meant to you, something to you at one time. Look at that. That was my granddad's. And it ain't worked since he gave it to me, I don't think. What else? A couple more things. You guys said, what in the world is it? Oh, here you go. You ready for this? Safety patrol. Slow it down. Hey, you got a pass, man? What's going on? What are you doing? What are you doing over there? Hey, stay in a straight line. Power. You just lose your mind with a badge. Like, look at that. You know what? See, see, that badge doesn't do anything. It's the authority behind the badge, right? That could be a whole other message right there. See, we have authority in the name of Jesus. Just going off that right there. We have authority in the name of Jesus. And we got a whole lot more power than math power. We got the power of the Lord. So I just want to share a few things that, you know, as we go and we store all this stuff up. And I, I, I'm thinking... You know, maybe if you eBayed this on a good day, you're looking at about $1.98, you know? Maybe. Plus shipping. And you think, man, that's so important. That's so long ago. That was very long ago. That's indeed. You know what something I will say was kind of funny? When people come here for the first time and you start cranking the guitar to go, I didn't know they could do that in church. Isn't it cool though? I love playing for the Lord, you know? And uh, that's a lot of hidden treasures right there. See, a lot of times we think it's got to be fit in this box. It's got to be a certain way. It's got to be real rigid. But God's about life. And all of us are unique in our lives. Amen. So let's jump in and talk about some of the things that uh, have great value in our life. Everybody doing all right with that? Now, you know that you've probably got some things tucked away in your little treasure chest, your shoe box and stuff like that. And I, I just went ahead and shared them with you all. But I'm going to keep it up front because I know you all really eyed up that little ring whistle there. That gets them every time. But let's keep on rolling. If you're ready, let's say okay. All right. Amen. Amen. All right. In you, what are some of the treasures, the things that we treasure? Hey, on the cuff, you might say this. Now, let's read this again, that verse I had, Matthew 6, 21. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Somebody asked you that, uh, some treasures? Surely our family or friends or job, home, car, boat. Church, would you say that's that's some things we value, right? You know, and, and that's kind of just surface stuff, maybe right on there. But let's go a little deeper. And I, this question that the Lord laid into my heart, I was really pondering this, and I want you guys to think about this next question. And maybe it might take you a minute to answer, or maybe it might just take the rest of the week. And the Lord asked me this: What do you desire most in this life? Wow, that's a, that's a that's a heavy duty question. You might say, Well, you know that uh, you know that uh, I'm healthy. That's, that's good. But I'm thinking the Lord, when he nudged my spirit about that, something much deeper. Something, maybe a hidden treasure in there. I don't know what that is for you, 
But think about that. You know, one of the things I think about when I really think about that, you know, I'd like to leave a legacy. I'd like to, to do what the Lord has called me to do. Whatever that may be, you know what I mean? For now, it's, it's putting the word out. I think it's always for us as uh, uh, children of God to represent him well. And I'll be the first one to tell you, I don't always represent him well. But thank the Lord that he gives us a fresh start. Anybody ready for a fresh start today? Amen. Sometimes an hour at a time, you know. But God's love and his grace and his mercy is able to do that for us. So if I was to ask you that question, what do you desire most in this life? I want you to hold on to that. Here we go. Next thing I say, well, how is that working out for you? If there's goals that you have in your life and things that you've set forward, those treasures in your life, are you gaining on them? Are you making steps towards that? You know, I said over and over, man, there's so many things. What is that dream? I said, we can look a little deeper into the, the hidden treasure that God's placed in you. And I just believe that everybody has something that God's placed in their heart. And sometimes we think, man, that time is just going by. I can't do that anymore. Man, if I'd have made this choice here or something like that. And our choices do affect a lot of things. Amen. But you know what? God is able to take you today right where you are and, and move you to where he desires you to be. Amen. You believe that? Because he's not done with you yet. The race is not done yet. Amen. But I tell you what, the race really starts. If you look at this, the starting, starting point is when we come to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That changes everything. It's all level at the cross. See? It doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been, how much money you've made, how much money you lost, how much money you stole. Isn't that something? What? God will give you a fresh start today. That's the Lord we serve. That's a great treasure to know that we can be forgiven in an instant when God, when we ask God to come into our life. Now, sometimes there's still, I call it scar tissue from bad choices. But let me tell you, your relationship is made right in the one true perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ. So I ask you this, you know, what is, what is it that God has put in your heart and how are you working towards that? You know, every year we start kind of measuring a few things and, and we say, well, you know, hey, what are we going to do this year to grow in Christ, you know? And then about halfway through the year, how we're we doing, you know, we say, hey, are we going to do some Bible studies? Are we going to do some more outreach? What are we going to do that? Maybe, what are you going to do at, at work? What are you going to do in your family? What are you going to do? And see, none of those things change unless you're willing to Activate by faith. Step out. Amen. You can, you can have great intentions and never, uh, you know, put that application together. That's what I pray today. As you hear the word of God, you don't just hear it, but you act on it. You know, you act on what God's showing you today. And he may be teaching somebody something over here a little different than he's teaching somebody over here. But let me tell you, Holy Spirit knows what we need to hear. And he knows the course that we need to take. And that's the deepness of the love of God. Amen. Everybody doing good. All right. Well, here's watch your toes. Everybody watch your toes. Are you a procrastinator? Ooh, got quiet. We could put some stuff off and usually it's the stuff we just don't like. Because if it's something you like, you'll jump right in, won't you? It's, it's amazing on that stuff. And I was thinking about that as we looked through here and I said, man, have you, have you really taken time to evaluate the mission that God's put before you? What has God called you to do? What has he called you to do? You say, well, I don't know. I'm not a preacher. I don't play guitar. I don't think well, that's okay. Good. You know, everybody's got some. But your unique gift, you notice I said your uniqueness, God has placed in you is just as important as anybody else. Amen? I've got to have a bigger amen in it. Amen? Think about that. Because once you believe that and you take hold of that, then you're going to implement what God's showing you. You see? When you say, you know what? Well, I don't do this, but I can do that. I, I can't do that, but I can do this. 
Those things right there, you know, that we line it up with God and, and those whispers that he gives us are, are, are just amazing. And if we just step out as God shows us and, and re- unveils those hidden talents that we have. And I was thinking about procrastination. I said, you know what? This is, I said, it seems to show that maybe we don't value something uh, that much when we procrastinate. And that may not be 100%, but that's what it shows everybody else. If you say, hey, we're going to do this on this day, and you go, yeah, okay, whatever, it, it appears that that's not of great value to you. You know, when we, we can put those things off. I realize that some things people are, are scared. You know, sometimes it's like, well, you know, I, I, it's a little uncomfortable. How many know sometimes life is uncomfortable, amen? It really is sometimes. But does that mean it's going to be bad? Yeah. Does that mean change is a bad thing? Not always. Hey, just like I said, man, my mom was blind for two months. Now she can see. That's a good change. Amen. But she does put on a list now. She goes, you know, that lights out and you need to do this and all that. I just smile. That's okay. You know, where did you move that? All these different things. It opened up a whole new world to her. Just like that right there. That's good. I think that's a movie coming on, isn't it, Tim? No, that's not ours. <laughs> hey, that's all right. But procrastination will, will kill your dreams. Procrastination will, will eat up your faith. And it will give you some missed opportunities. So today, I encourage us to step out with that nudge of the Lord. I don't know what it's going to be in your life. I don't know what's going to be in her life. Maybe it's that, you know what, that you need to make a phone call to somebody. Maybe it's today that you say, you know what, I've heard about this. I've been in church and everything else. But Jesus, I need you today. Maybe that's it. Don't put that off. Because let me tell you, it pays eternal dividends. Amen. Well, let's keep on going on with it. I was looking at this. I said, our plans don't have to look exactly alike to be counted grand. Because people love to compare, don't they? Instead of looking up, we're always looking over. What's little Johnny doing? What's the Joneses buying? What's happening over here? How did they lose that weight? Whatever the case is, we're looking back and forth. But I tell you what, when we look at the Lord, all those things, that stuff kind of falls away, man. And I tell you what, as we, we continue to put our eyes and gaze on the Lord, what it does, it corrects our sight. So when we do look at somebody else, we see their value. Amen? That's huge. That's so huge. I have a couple of things I wanted to read here. I said, have you really evaluated your mission in life? I said, time's moving on. I said, we can't be complacent any longer. Ask God to reveal his master plan to you and in you. So what the Lord has placed in you and in your heart is just as important to what he's placed in his or hers or anybody else. But if you don't act on it, it will never become a reality in you or through you. I don't know about you, but I think Christ paid way too high a price for us to sit on the sidelines of life. Amen. You know, there's people we've been talking about this in the news that that are giving everything just to say, yeah, I'm a Christian. It's costing them their homes, their jobs, their 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 uh, financial stuff, even their lives. Man, please remember folks around the world in your prayer, amen, that they would be standing fast and standing tall and that we would do the same here. And I said, you know, he paid such a high price, uh, but a lot of times we settle for this, just little cheap trinkets. There's so much more that God has for us, and I pray that we start to tap into that. I believe we could tap into that more and more every day as we trust God in the small things. You know, Thomas is, is doing different things in his life and, I, and I'm trying to teach him what I can about money. And most of the things I teach him about money is I can tell you what not to do with it. You know, because sometimes you learn from doing a few things like, ah, that wasn't good. 
uh, that wasn't good. And so what do you do when you go through something like that? It makes you more compassionate for others and more compassionate for those things. If you've ever been through, through a divorce, you're probably a little more compassionate about that. If you've ever been broke, you're probably a little more compassionate in those areas. If you lost a loved one, you probably find that you're a little more compassionate in those areas when something else comes in somebody's life. That's what the uniqueness of the body of Christ is all about. Because when you've gone through something, you can speak into his life when he's gone through it because I haven't been through it. Or when she's gone through something, maybe she can speak a word that's timely into your life to encourage you. Amen. I pray that we speak the word of life over one another and to our friends and our family. Amen. So many times I think we realize that we don't understand that the greatest treasure that we have is God lives in us. I want you to say this. God lives in me. If you have asked the Lord to come into your life and forgive you every sin and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, his promise is that his spirit will seal you. Is that a good deal? Is that a great treasure? But we live so many times below that because we hide that treasure. Amen. I pray that we are, are just reflecting God's glory each day. And I know that we don't always do that. Some days are better than others. That's one thing that I can tell you. You know, when people say, well, what's going on at church? Um, we're pretty real. This is what you see. This is what you get. But you know what? What we want you to get is everything that God has for you. That's, that's, that's our goal. We want the Lord to be revealed in you, to you, and through you so that people go, Wow. That's amazing God. And that's crazy stuff. And you can just take the whole thing out, Tim, if you want. But uh, so, so many times, yeah, whatever. We don't need it. We'll keep on rolling. Yeah. So we'll keep on rolling. Anyway, so take a look at this. I had a couple more things. And I said, the treasure of the one true living God lives in you. I said, how dare we occupy our days and nights with self-centeredness, laziness, and bitterness towards others. Let the hope and glory of Christ radiate from the Lord. Let us be a trophy of grace for God to display his wonders through. And you know, guess what? Let's just pray right now that we will do that. I'm going to pray for each one of us. Lord, I pray right now for each one that's here and listening to this later on, that we become trophies of, of that grace. Lord, that we become activators of your, of your love throughout in the community, in our families, in our church families, and everything else. Lord, that we be a mirror of Christ for you. And that we see others and treasure others the way you do and motivate them to shine brightly in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody good with that? All right. Well, if you got some notes, keep on taking them. I got some good stuff coming. Everybody ready? What about in others? How do we look at that? What do we look like? What, what do we look for in others? Excuse me. You know, trust, faithfulness, love, compassion, encouragement. You want them to be a blessing, right? Let me ask you this next thing. Do they see these things in you? That's tough, isn't it? Because we know what we want. We know, you know, you should be doing that. You should be looking that way. You should respond ABC, Right? But the truth is, sometimes when we're walking in that, we don't respond that way. We never know what somebody else is walking through. But God can give us uh, encouragement for the person. He can give us uh, compassion for that person and passion to, to speak a word in time uh, of, of some crisis in their life. So we often see ourselves in a different view. We got a different set of eyes when we look at ourselves, don't we? We look at ourselves and say, man, you're looking good today, Right? And then somebody else comes around and you go, well, let's just see. I can't believe you wore that shirt. We get that critical eye when we look at others, don't we? A lot of times. Here's something else. Sometimes we get a critical eye when we look at ourselves. But if we look at ourselves and we look at others through the lens of the Lord, 
That's what we need to do. But you can't do that with your Bible closed, amen? You can't do that with the Bible closed. But so when your Bible's open and your heart's open, I love what you pray this morning, Grandma, about us being, you know, ready to receive. You know, are we ready to receive what God has for us? When we come here, do we come anticipating a word from God, not from Buddy? I just want to be that vessel. That's my prayer. If y'all want to pray for me, that I'm the vessel that God speaks through, just like he speaks through you guys as well. And so that they would hear from the one true living God and that God would transform our hearts and our minds and our soul to be more like Jesus. Amen. That's what I want to see. So let's take a look in here. I want to read a little scripture. Everybody doing good? This is out of Matthew 7. I want to read a little bit through here. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? No amen, Zach? All right. <laughs> How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own? Hypocrite. First get rid of the log in your eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Man. Isn't it easier to give instructions and advice than it is to take it sometimes? Woo! Man, you can give some orders, can't you? Well, all you got to do, well, if I was you, but you're not. Guess what? You hear that, you know? A lot of times. And man, they're just doing it. But then, you know what's kind of crazy? When that person comes into a crisis and you want to speak back into their life, they go, yeah, but you just don't know. Yeah, you just don't understand. You know? Maybe we don't. But I will tell you this, God always does. You see how this always comes back to God. It always comes back to pointing the praise to Jesus. Amen. Let's keep on going here. I said, you know, why is that? I said, I believe it doesn't cost anything. The reason I think that, that we're so quick to answer, quick to respond, because it didn't cost you anything. See, if I said, well, all you need to do is sell this and do this and go down here. It didn't cost me anything. But see, it cost you something. Well, all you got to do is just cut your losses and just go on. There's other fish in the sea, right? You remember that, right? Oh, man. I, I tell you, you know what something I don't think sometimes we realize as we grow older and things like that? You're 14, 15 years old and you get your heart broke. It's just as real as if you're 55 years old. Amen? That's tough. That's tough. That never happened to y'all, did it? I guess I'm the only one. Yeah. I mean, different things that you go through. Something just popped into my mind. A friend of mine, we were talking about things. This is... A year ago, I don't know why this was popped in my mind. And we were talking about different things when he was growing up. And he said, I remember riding my bicycle home one day. And he said, an ambulance was in front of my house. This is a true story. And he said, my dad had a heart attack. And his dad survived. He said, that day, I became a man. I said, what do you mean? He said, everything I looked at was different. Because I knew how close it was that I almost lost my dad. Let me tell you, he spends a lot of time with his dad. He spends a lot of time with his family. And I know that that right there set the course in that man's life. Because it was out of the blue. You can tell when something really has pricked somebody's heart. We're talking and he just went, wham, went back to that moment. He said, let me tell you, I remember that day. I was riding my bicycle. Me and such and such. And we were doing this. And this is what happened. And this is what time it was. He knew everything about that event. And it changed his life. It didn't have to be bad. Hey, praise God that you know what? That his dad made it on through and he's doing well. But some of those things in our life that are so bad, God can use them as a, as a turning point to get our attention. Does God cause that? Absolutely not. God is not teaming up with the devil to do bad things. Did you hear what I say? But he can work all things together for the good. 
We might not see how it's happening. We might not even see it this side of heaven, but I'm going to tell you what, we serve a good God, amen? And he gives good gifts, and that's all you're ever going to hear from me, amen? Because that is the Lord that we serve. And I pray that we reflect him well. But a lot of times, just like we look at the scripture, that's so brutally honest, man. We do that. Well, all you got to do is this, or you ought to do this. But there's so many things going on. You know what? What we need to do is look to the Lord and ask God to, to transform us from the inside out so that we can speak into others' lives. That's my prayer. That's my prayer when I come up here. Let me tell you, if it was not for God's grace and his mercy, I would not even inch up this way. But I know we serve a forgiving God. And I know that I'm a broken man. But in Christ, I'm made whole. Amen? And so I'm going to stand on what God says he's done for me and what he'll do for you. And we're going to move forward. Amen? Does that sound like a good thing? Let's keep on going here. I had a few other notes. I said, make sure you read these. I said, you know... I can tell you this, and, and, and I can tell you all these different things. I said, you know, a lot of times people, let me go back in here. I want to make sure I read this just right. So many times, if we could just step back and breathe and let the Lord speak to our hearts before we respond. You know, there's so many things in life that we're not willing to run to risk. There's a lot of times people won't invest in a relationship because they're afraid to get hurt. There's some relationships maybe we may need to, you know, if God says, hey, Let's move on down here. But let me tell you, if you keep isolating yourself away from everything and everybody, you're going to die an old, tired out person not experiencing any life. Amen? You see that over and over and over. You just say, oh, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And you find yourself later on, you didn't live much life. Now, I'm not saying you've got to be the life of the party. Amen? But I'm going to tell you what. God has built us for community. A lot of times people say, well, I don't need to go to church. Well, you need to read the rest of the word because it said, don't forsake the assembly of God. Amen. Why? Because there's strength in what me and you are doing here coming together, right? Because God's speaking into your life, speaking into her life. And so we're built for community. We come together as a family of believers. When you get to heaven, you're not going to be in solitary confinement. Amen. You know, well, okay, where's the praise booth? Okay, it's over there. No, man. It's going to be amazing. And God's going to push away all that junk. And I pray this. You know what? We serve the God that's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He can push away that junk right now and make an open path for your heart to be receptive to things that God's got for you right here, right now. You know, a lot of times we think eternal life just starts when we take our last breath. But I'm here to tell you that I believe eternal life starts right when you say, Lord, come into my life. Right then. Because why do you say that? Because guess what? You can walk in the freedom of being forgiven. You can know that no condemnation awaits you because you're in Christ Jesus. You can understand it's by grace you're saved through faith, not that of yourself, but it's a gift to God. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. See, that's what I want to hear. Yeah. Read the whole thing. Read the stuff. Listen to what God's done for you. That's the treasure that we bury many times. And we let the world heap dirt and mud and worms and everything else on us. And we wonder why we're growing weeds. It's because we don't open the word and we don't speak the word. Amen. And then we don't cultivate the, the heart with his word. If we cultivate our heart with the word of God, the seeds of God's word will come in there and he will bring forth a, a, a mighty harvest in his time. Amen. A mighty harvest. Look at stuff in your life. Look how God's been working and moving and doing. And you say, yeah, but man, I've been going through a rough patch. Well, you know what? Sometimes we go through a drought. Amen. We do. And, and sometimes it's a storm. But does that change who God is? Absolutely not. But you know what? Keep looking up, looking up, looking up. 
You know, I was thinking about this. When you look at these flowers and stuff like that, you can take, and I don't know a whole bunch about gardening. I know my mother-in-law does. Thank the Lord. We got a nice looking yard because of her. You know, that's great. She said, can I come play in your yard? I said, please do. We got all types of flowers and stuff like that. And you can, I tell you what, at night, those flowers, what do they do? The flowers kind of go down like this. But when the morning comes, right, and the freshness of that dew's on them, and then the sunlight comes up, what do they do? They follow the sun. We can learn a lesson from there. We can learn a lesson if we would follow the sun, S-O-N, in our lives and keep our eyes on him. Amen. But so many times, we keep our eyes on others. So I pray today that we adjust our focus and we focus on Christ. Everybody doing good, say amen. amen. Let's keep on rolling with what we got here today. Mm-mm-mm. It's going to get better. You ready for it to get better? Always better in Christ. I pulled out some selected verses. These are some you can write down and maybe look at them later to encourage you in the Lord. And uh, I love this verse right here, Colossians 2.9. I know, how many going through a rough patch every now and then? And one of the roughest patches in my life, and, and I'm sure there'll be other ones, but this verse just helped me just to hold on. Just to hold on, amen? For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. Why would that give you so much? Because Jesus lives in me. Even on my worst day, he's still camping out with me. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? See, because your friends will go, yeah, I don't want to hang out with them no more. Right? Even your family will be like... You know, dropping you off the Christmas list. You know what I'm saying? God doesn't do that. God doesn't do that. Somebody needed to hear that today. Was it just me? He doesn't do that. God's for you. Amen. You ready for some more powerful scriptures that the Lord has highlighted on this message? Colossians 1.19. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. He's talking about Christ. And through him, Christ, to reconcile to himself all things whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Do you have peace in Christ? Do you? Because he said it's available right there. Look at that. Do you live a life that, that shows that you're reconciled? Or do you live a life that shows that you're wrecked? You know, a lot of times we just, oh man. I just, you know, we walk around so defeated sometimes. I'm not saying every day you're going to go, ooh, everything's lovely, you know? But I'm going to tell you what. I pray through today's message that God will help us lift our eyes a little higher and look to the good things. Look to the good things. We've got to focus on the good things. There's plenty of bad. You've you got a TV, right? Most of us got big TVs. Boom. So you get all the bad news fast and big. Boom. This is what's going on. This is what's going on. And boy, if you happen to have to take a bathroom break, that's when they'll say somebody rescued a, a cat out of a tree. But that's about it. Because everything else is shooting and this and that and burning and crunching and all that. And that's true. That's true. But you know what? There's a lot of good things going on. How many of there's a lot of good things going on right here today? God's doing the work right here today. That's powerful. I can't wait for some of the testimonies and things going on. You know, as a pastor, it's, it's, a, it's a really great privilege. Really great privilege. And it's a really great responsibility. It's kind of like this. Let me tell you, when I hear what God's doing in your life, it just, it just, it's amazing. It's amazing. You know what's really cool? When you go visit somebody and hang out with them for a little bit, like I did with my buddy last week, and he brings in a message from three weeks ago, and he says exactly what the Lord was talking about. He says, you know, I remember you saying so. Man, I didn't even think about that. See, that's so cool. 
Because God's planting those seeds through our humble beginnings. And he's growing them. And let me tell you, I love to hear what God's doing in your life. I love to hear what God's doing in your life. See, when you get a few minutes to sit down and talk to somebody, wow, I didn't know they'd been doing that. Wow, I didn't know those things were going on. That's why I always like to give us a few minutes at the end family time so we can come together to pray for each other. But we can also uh, rejoice in the praise and amen. Man, God is large and in charge. And we have been reconciled how? From being nice guys, right? Yep. For how much you put in the pot? Nope. From what type of car you drive? No. Where you live? No. What's it saying? Making peace through his blood shed on the cross. One other side note. I've been known to talk to a few people even if I don't know them. Amen. <laughs> Won't be long. I'll know you. You know? And if you have food line, Kmart, Walmart, don't make no difference to me. The line's going to go. Because, you know, a lot of times people got a lot of jewelry, a lot of bling. Right? And I always like to ask somebody, I say, oh, I like that necklace if they got a cross on there. I said, oh, I just love that necklace. They go, yeah. I said, what does that necklace mean to you? They go, uh, what do you mean? I said, well, what does that mean to you? And you get all types of answers. Some might be, it's just something somebody gave me. Some might be, it's a reminder of what Christ has done for me. Some might not have any idea it was on sale. But let me tell you, what God did for you wasn't on sale. It was full purchase price, amen. And so every time you see that, I know for me, I go, wow. As brutal and as terrible as what it is the cross represents, Sunday's coming, amen. See, Friday night, it wasn't, looking too, it wasn't looking too spiffy, as we say at my house. It wasn't looking too spiffy. But see, Sunday, he is risen. Nothing, no tomb like an empty tomb, amen? He's risen. See, they rolled, the, the angel rolled that, that big rock away so we could see in. Not because he could get out. He was already gone. Man. So let me tell you, when things get tough, I'm preaching to me. When things get tough. Remember that we serve a risen Savior, amen. Remember that the, the, the stones rolled away. And you know what? He's not held captive, right? He's sitting on the right-hand side of God for me and you, amen. He's sitting, interceding for me and you. That's the guy we serve. They said, man, you get excited about Jesus. Yes. If you can't get excited about Jesus, I don't know what you can get excited about. The lottery, you'll blow it and end up divorced. I'm telling you, look at the stories. How many times do they'll do, do a story? People hit the lottery, they do this. You know what I really love? That's what I really love. Man, if I hit that lottery, I'm going to buy you a big church. Well, I tell you what, don't do that. Just come every Sunday. How about that? <laughs> we don't need that. God's going to take care of it. God's not going up there going, okay, let's see if 777 is going to come through. No, he owns it all, man. And we're back there going, oh, here it comes. I wonder if they really run the numbers on that stuff, how much, how much they'd have, right? You know the best way to stay ahead of the money on the lottery? Don't play it. If you play it, that's okay. Hey, we scratch a ticket every now and then. That's a no big deal. But, you know, I don't, I don't, that's, oh, I'm not sitting there going, man, I hope I don't have to go to work tomorrow. You know? I'm like, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Hey, I'm donating. <laughs> it would have been better doing something else, you know? But I'm telling you, we have all the riches in Christ Jesus. Are you ready for another one? Yes. Look at this, 21. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. Anybody ever have any evil behavior? Miss Robbins, the only one had any... I thank you, Miss Robbins. Jeff, I was getting ready to lay hands on you. 
I got a mirror, brother, I'm telling you. But anyway, you know, we know all of us have been like that, right? Isn't that something? But let's keep on. But that's not the end of the story. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in the sight without blemish and free from accusation. Man. Look at this close. To present you holy in sight without blemish and free from accusation. Anybody been to court and needed a lawyer before? Yeah. They represent you. Sometimes they don't represent you in a great light, do they? You're thinking, I'm paying you. What did you say? Right? But God always sees you in the best light. When the enemy comes and says, well, buddy did this, and, you know, Miles did this, and Tim did that. I notice I picked all guys. I'm smart right there. Right? Jesus says, uh, they're mine. Bought and paid for. Bought and paid for. That was a good word, wasn't it? <laughs> good thing you didn't say anything back there. Oh, man. See, I was talking to a friend up here, and they said, well, what, what's going on? I said, what you see is what you get. We have a good time here. Anybody having a good time so far? Anybody being blessed by the word of God? Oh, I got some more for you. Are you ready? Let's take a look at this. You can't go wrong filling up on the word of God. Colossians 2.6, got some more for you. Spiritual fullness in Christ. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your life in him. Mm. Rooted, built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflow with thanksgiving. That's a good thing to hear at church, isn't it? That's a good thing to hear. Instead of just having your, your, your uh, Bible on the coffee table and not let anybody sit by it or get anything, I told you about my friend. I said, don't touch that. It's the Bible. Thinking, man, I want to crawl up in there. I have been so sick before that I took the word of God and I, pray, and I just laid it on my body and just prayed over my body. You ever been that sick? I'm telling you what. Because I know his word brings healing, amen? I know that it's already bought and paid for so I need to just go ahead and rest in that. And I'm just going to keep speaking that over my body. I'm going to say, you got to come in line with what God's word said. That's what he's got to do. Do we have authority in the name of Jesus? Just a little bit. Because we're just little Christians, right? Wrong. Did you get a miniature Holy Ghost when you got saved? No. Full package. Isn't that something? Full package. Let's keep on going. Got another one for you. Woo, nine. For in Christ, all the fullness and deity lives in the bodily form. In Christ... And in Christ, you have been, oh, come on, brought to fullness. You've been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. That's the God we serve. That's the one we talk about. That's the one that's holding everything together. The creator of the universe says, you're special, man. You're one of a kind, right? You're special. You're the one. If you were the only one, he'd have come and died for you. But his treasure was so deep. And so rich that his blood that was poured out is enough for all the sins in the world. Somebody say amen with that. Every sin. Oh, you mean just the old ones, the little ones, the teeny ones? All. 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 That's huge. That's perfection. That's love. That's forgiveness. That's grace. That's Jesus. Amen. That's who we serve. Whew, I tell you what, got me all cranked up here. Is everybody doing good so far? Here we go. Bringing it home. And it goes on to say in verse 13, you were dead because of your sins and because your sin nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive. Did he make you alive? With Christ. For he forgave how many of your sins? All our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. Amen. 
Let me just throw something out. As we study through some of the Old Testament, when, when a slave or something was bought or, or when the debt was paid, right? They would take that paid in full and they would come over here and they would put it up on the door. So everybody knew it was done. Makes a little cross, doesn't it? It's done. It's finished. Paid in full. That's what we have in Jesus. How did he do it? He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. We got victory through Jesus on the cross. And he has risen. Amen. You know, today's message wasn't a hard message. It wasn't real, uh, you know, where we had to think about this and, 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 and wonder about this. It was pretty straightforward, isn't it? The gospel message is straightforward. Let me tell you something else that you don't usually hear in church. There's a place called hell. Yeah, I want to tell you about that. And for everybody that rejects the only way, how many ways is it to heaven? One. One through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Then you have chosen to spend eternity there. But you don't have to because Christ has made a way and it's a free gift. Amen. I got a gift for you. I'm going to pass them out right now. Y'all ready? I'm going to pass this out. I'll, I'll tell you what. Can you pass this? I'm, I'm going to get my, my niece and nephew doing this over here. Can you pass out and make sure everybody has one of those? And I want you to just think about some of the blessings that God has had for you. I want to read this scripture again while they're passing it about. Don't open it just yet. Just hold tight. For you were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Everybody have one of those? Everybody have one of those? Who we got? Make sure you get one. Did I get one? Is that the one you deal off the bottom of the deck? You know, this week, when I was spending time with the Lord, I was praying. I said, Lord, how do we get the point across of who we are in Christ? Lord, how do we understand all the blessings? There's no way that I can go over every blessing that, that you brought for us and he dropped this in my spirit and what I'd like us to do at this time we get ready to close this out I think I probably already dropped my blessing right here and what I'd like you to do is as we go through right here just like this I want to ask you to stand up and read what we have in Christ you know what we have favor in Christ and I want you to remain standing if you would have to go here stand up Read it loud, baby. Righteousness. You have righteousness in Christ. Amen. And holy. You have holiness. What about you, Mitchell? Patience. Patience. Amen. Hold on to that one. I might need that. Go ahead. You're God's masterpiece You're a masterpiece in Christ. Dan, what you got, buddy? You have light in Christ. Amen. We belong. Tell me what you got. Worship. We're able to worship freely our awesome God. Jess, what is it? Faithfulness. All right. 
grace. <laughs> Denise didn't get one. You probably needed a patience one up there for me. Probably fine. What is it? Health. Health. Tell me what you got. Power. Power in the name of Jesus. Faith. Faith. Grace. Salvation. Salvation. Any way you want to do it. Goodness. Amen. Kindness. How about you, sweetheart? Sure. Amen. Amen. How about y'all? Mercy. Wholeness. Redeemed. Isn't that amazing? Tim, did you got one over there? Did you say one? Did you find one? You're a child of God. I want you to hold on to them today. I prayed. I said, Lord, I don't know who's going to get what. But God, I pray that the one that gets what they get is one that gets it from you today. Isn't that something? That's just touching the, touch the tip of the spear of what God's got. Put that in your wallet. Put it in your pocket. And think about that. Think about what your brothers and sisters got in, in Christ. And grab hold of it by faith. I pray today that we see that we are the righteousness of God. Amen. And we look at this, the hidden treasure. Whatever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. I pray today that our treasure is on the Word of God, on the Son of God, on the God and Creator of the universe. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for each one here today. And if there's one here today that does not know you as Lord and Savior, if they're not sure 100% that if they die tonight, that they go to heaven, Lord, I pray that they look up here right now because I'm speaking to them through your Word. The word says this, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You say, what do I need to do to be saved? Our sin separates us from God. We, we all pretty much know that. Have you ever lied? Have you ever stolen? Have you ever cheated? Have you done? The Bible says, if you broke one of the Ten Commandments, you broke them all. So guess what? He says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But this is the good part. He said, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. If that's you, call on the name of the Lord. Say, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin today. I'm trusting you for salvation. And God said, you're mine. You're a child of God. Is it that easy? It is for us. The hard part is what God did. He gave his only begotten son. Amen. And he says he gives you what? Eternal life. How long is that? Forever, 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 forever. Till you mess up? No, forever. His love is unconditional. God's doing some transforming in some lives right now. I know he is in mine. When I think about his favor, why would you give me favor? Why? Because he sees me through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Even on my worst day, even on your worst day. You think, man, I just happened to come today. No, today was your day. Today was your day. What are you going to do? Are you going to call on the name of Jesus? If that's you today, I pray that you just ask the Lord to come into your life right here. Dear God, Forgive me of my sin. I'm trusting in you, Lord. I know you're the only way the Bible says that, you know, there's one way. You're the truth, the way, the life. No one comes to the Father but by you. Father, touch hearts, transform lives. You are forgiven. You are forgiven. Do you hear that? That's priceless. God, do a work in our lives, Lord. Forgive us when we miss it. 
heal our body, strengthen us, Lord. We are reconciled. We have favor, Lord. We are a child of God. We are masterpieces, Lord. We have patience. We have righteousness. We have wholeness, Lord. And we belong because of what Christ did. But you've got to claim it by faith. You have to ask the Lord to come into your life and forgive you of your sin. And he'll take you right where you are. It's that simple, but it's that perfect than what God's done. If that's you today, do not leave here today without saying, you know what, Pastor Buddy, I prayed that prayer with you today. We want to rejoice. We want to know, hey, God, that's great. Because you know what? We want to pray for you. We want to come around the side of you and say, you know what? This is what it's all about. You don't have to sweat it no more. That doesn't mean you won't have a tough day. It means that God will never let you go. You are sealed with the Spirit. That His grace is, is just overcoming you. I pray right now, Lord, that your presence just fall on this place right now, Lord. Right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, wash us clean over and over and over and over and over with your word. Strengthen us, Lord, to be that light on the hill. To be that that masterpiece that shines. To be that righteousness of Christ that's reflected through the glory of God. It is all about you, Jesus. I thank you for what you're doing. If you hear you say, yeah, I know the Lord, man, but I still make bad mistakes. Join the crew. But let me tell you what. God's love is unstoppable. God's grace is unstoppable. Receive it today. Receive it today. Receive the forgiveness that God has brought for you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. If you like to remain.